never thought I'd rather do business than dance. All right, now we're ready to begin. And uh, I'd like to open uh, the CDCA Board of Directors meeting. Um, I am not Michael Cornell, <laughs> who could not be here tonight. And uh, so I'm substituting for him as vice chair. And I will be your facilitator or designated hitter tonight. Um, okay, and we are beginning at 7.35. Okay. Um, we'll uh, take a look. Oh, just an announcement about the board monitoring form to be completed electronically. Um, announcement of closed or special meetings to be held. Um, we just, we need to refer to the closed meeting we just had. Um, I don't know whether that was announced, but that was tonight, 6.30 and 7.30. Sure, you may need more information. I'll just read it off from the closed meeting thing. Here, ready to put that away. Okay. Um, On the transportation pathway between Howard uh, County Hospital and Blandier. You have to read out who closed <coughs> how. I have to read all of it. All right. Um, reasons to close. Okay. Um, 2B111.4, subsection 4, and subsection 6. Do you need the time that he came in? 
No, no, it's it, what it is, though, is she has to record the names of the people, and you said unanimous, but it was unanimous for how many people were here. So, oh, okay, so you give yeah. the names of the people yeah. who are not here. Michael was not here, Greg Schwinn was not here, Ed was not here for the opening. I'll have a list in just a few minutes. I mean, I'm behind because you're all Yeah, okay. I didn't catch what you said. It's number four? Yeah, it's four... Just off of what Cindy was saying, I, if the minutes could be amended to say instead of lakefront enhancements, gave a presentation on Columbia downtown public realm enhancements. That's good. Thank you. I have another one if you're ready for downtown the next correction. Realm, public realm. Anybody else? One, 133, number 133. Under chairs report, it says Phil Nelson gave an update on the aquatics tax credit. Um, frankly, I'm not sure where it belongs or if that's when he did it, but he's not the chair, so it really needs to say, if it was done there, it needs to say the chair requested Mr. Nelson given an aquatics update, but I'm finding it hard to understand why it was under external relations. I think it was probably the president's report. 
Report. Right, so that should be changed to President's Report. Was it the Chair's Report or the President's Report? It was It was under yours. Well, then it needs to say. Then it needs to say the Chair requested Phil Nelson to give an update on the Aquatics Tax Credit. That's right, because it was legislative related. Right, that's why. Chair requested. Okay, and Alex. On uh, line um, 105, uh, the presentation on, on the lakefront issue, public realm issue, was really a uh, planning and strategy committee item. Um, we, we led that discussion and made the recommendation. So that was not a strategic formulation committee. That was oh, you know, right. I didn't even catch that. That had been switched. <laughs> You're right. Right, it was planning and strategy. And that, so that means that the subsequent items are are indeed strategic implementation. Right. Sorry, can you the subsequent items are the strategic implementation committee. So you'd have to restructure it so that. Did you catch the first part of what it said? Yeah. Okay. 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 So really, we've got a a, a B which is Strategic Implementation Committee, and all the rest goes under that. I've got one more. <coughs> Another one. I've got one more. Another one. <laughs> all right. Um, line 95, where it says, um, the board did not see the need to approve number one above. I think it needs just a little bit of explanation by saying because it's already a requirement in the bylaws. I agree. The board did not need to see the need to approve number one above. Number one was the bylaws, and it refers to that, but it didn't make any sense the way it was written. Yeah. So the words would be because it is already a requirement in the bylaws. There was no need for us to have a special rule. It should just be completing the sentence. Requirement. Okay. Anything else? <coughs> All right. Then can we... I'm going to ask that we have this redone. Yes, I, I was going to suggest the same thing. I think it would be helpful if we could have those changes made, and then we'll review this at the next meeting to approve. Yeah. Let me ask you something, since I wasn't here and I, I got to play with this. So you want this to say, because it's already a requirement in the bylaws, there is no need to approve Number one, number one. Well, you on, can you don't have to on line ninety five. Yeah, line ninety five. You all you have to do is add after approve number one above because the board did not see the need to approve number one above because. Oh, okay. It was already in the the uh, bylaws. Okay. So Karen, does that? sense we don't want to saddle you with a whole bunch of other stuff but I think it would be more clear. Um, 
So, and we'll go on to the next. Suzanne? I move approval of the June 29, 2011 minutes. Okay. Second. Suzanne, and then Cindy seconds. Any discussion of the June 29th? The typo. Okay, Alex. Line 22, uh, management. Oh, add an A. Okay. Good. Anything else? I'm sorry, but management online. Under purchasing exception, uh, club management. It's just management. Okay. Management spelled That's all. All right, anything else? All those uh, in favor of accepting the minutes? All right, uh, resident speak out. I live at 6110 Covington Road uh, in the village of Hickory Ridge. I am a 35-year resident of Columbia. I am a former member of the uh, Columbia Association Board of Directors, and I spent 10 years on the Howard County Planning Board. I'm just giving you my important stuff because I want to make sure that you understand that I'm just not speaking off the top of my head. Um, I came to your last meeting um, because an agenda item was lakefront presentation. And I was concerned when I saw that because um, I was afraid that the same thing was going to happen as happened with the, um, the Symphony Woods uh, situation. And by that I mean GGP came up with a plan for Symphony Woods. Columbia Association said, no, that's our land. We'll come up with a plan. Cy Pommier said, I'll come up with a plan. Cy came up with a plan. Nothing else was ever considered. Cy's plan is moving forward. You know, yes, you hired people to do it for him, but it's Cy's plan that's moving forward. And I came to that last meeting because I was concerned that Cy was now going to come up with a plan for Lakefront, and without anything else going on, Cy's plan was going to move forward. I, so I was surprised, number one, that it was there because I hadn't heard anything about it. And I was even more surprised when I came to the meeting, and you just discussed it, what happened at that meeting was not Cy's plan for the lakefront, it was Cy's plan for all of downtown. Now, I happen to work for the village of Hickory Ridge as their land use liaison, and I spent the, I, I went to pretty much every meeting and every work session that the planning board had on the, the downtown master planning process. And I'm pretty intimate with the final past proposal. And I just don't understand what this thing that's being proposed and this money that you're giving, how it fits in with what's being suggested. 
I think it's good for CA to be focusing on the lakefront. When I took my Tuesday walk around lakefront and I walked in downtown this week, there's a sign over there that says, yes, we took down the bells, and yes, we're making a plan to put them back up. Well, I'd love to see a plan for what we're doing there. When I ran into people that wanted to, uh, from the hotel that wanted to know how to get around the lake, well, you can't get there now because of the dredging, but there's no long-term plan for them to get around the lake either. So the lakefront is our jewel, and I'd like to see it become a critical part of the redevelopment of downtown, and I'd like CA to focus on that. But the unanimously approved master plan for downtown already includes clearly defined responsibilities for landowners. This is what you're supposed to do. CA should not be duplicating the work that other landowners have to do who have the responsibility for that, nor should you incur expenses that you're not going to have to deal with. It's, it's in the same way that you don't want somebody else designing Symphony Woods for you, CA should not be out there designing streetscapes and everything else when it's specifically part of each individual neighborhood within the downtown master plan. To me, it's, it's unnecessary, it's duplicative, and is possibly completely irrelevant to what a property owner in downtown might propose for their property. What you should be doing is coordinating the efforts of these other landowners, not reviewing and evaluating plans that are pre prepared by the developer in the county. You're not going to be able to make final decisions on those. It's not your decision. You should be concerned that CA's design and development concept, uh, concepts conform to the stringent guidelines that have already been adopted by the county and that capture the intent of the master plan that was widely discussed and widely approved. I like what the staff said in their staff report about all of this, um, particularly under policy considerations. They said, given that the downtown plan is adopted county policy and the follow-up planning and design process for all downtown, including the amenity areas and public spaces, has been codified through the zoning regulations, it seems evaluating and reviewing the adopted plan's recommendations at this point may prove lengthy, require extensive consultation with other stakeholders and landowners, and require perhaps even general plan and zoning amendments to come to fruition, given that the design process of neighborhood plans and guidelines is already established. We have a way of doing that. Why, why is this other group going to do something? And, and why are we limiting it to just that other group? That, you know, that, that really bothers me that that except for me showing up at the last meeting and you see the crowd of residents that are here at this meeting that even heard about this or know about this, it wasn't until this meeting, and you just talked about it, that it was even talked about as the town center plan. We thought it was a lakefront plan. There's been no opportunity for the community at whole to talk about it. I'm sorry. No opportunity for the community at, at large to talk about this. There's been no opportunity for others with other ideas. I mean, I think the five you know, aging architects would do, could come up with some great ideas. But there's lots and lots of other people. It, it's been suggested that, that you could have a contest for ideas for the lakefront and for downtown. Open this up. Why are we doing this? Uh, Joan, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I don't have a little clicker thing here tonight. Are you speaking? You're I'm speaking, speaking for, for myself. So I do okay. have three minutes, but I'm watching the clock and it's not there's Well, we, no. we don't have the <laughs> The last point that I'm going to say is the clock that on, and I apologize this RFP that. process, or the lack thereof, is what bothers me the most. It, we're only talking about up to $10,000, but golly geez whiz, I cannot believe that people on this committee who claimed over the years to be watchdogs for all of Columbia would suggest it, would suggest that you would do this kind of stuff without an RFP. I'm done. Are you aware that it has been the intention of this board 
to work in a collaborative way with all of the stakeholders in the downtown, number one. Number two, are you aware that there were public meetings held with regard to Symphony Woods? Yes, I attended them. Number attended three, the Cy Pommier, I'm asking her if she's aware of these things, that Cy <laughs> Pommier and his group are not the final decision makers about anything in the downtown. They are a generous group of people who have had a tremendous amount of experience who want to give us some ideas that they have. Nothing will be finalized without communication with the villages and with the people of Columbia who care. So the, the way I heard you present it, it isn't that way. It's a kind of loose collaboration. We're all trying to work with each other to come out with the best outcomes. And Sai and the other gentlemen have not been hired to do anything. We're just paying for the... Uh, product of their recommendations. That's but don't you think if you asked people I'd, to I'd do like that, to you could, you, if you asked others to do it, you could, you could have free people, have it done for free by, by six other development companies that might want to do that? That's true. So, so why are we limiting ourselves? Are there any other questions for Joan? Mom? Joan, thank you for coming and speaking with us today because as you did note, not many people do. Um, if you wouldn't mind, you ran out of time on the RFP issue. I would like to hear, you were at the last meeting. Was, was there something else that you wanted to say on that particular point? Well, the fact that they asked for $2,500 for six months, and the discussion in this group was, oops, we can't go past $10,000, so we can only give them four months' worth, just sounded to me like you were making an effort to circumvent your own policies on RFPs. And I, I, I just, I cannot see what the rush is, why we have to do this right this minute, right now, why we can't slow this process down, put this out for an RFP, and and get some, some good ideas. Thank you. Any other questions? I apologize for getting hot, but this, I just came from the golf course and I am hot. <laughs> Our next speaker, uh, uh, a resident speaker, Aaron Hafter, if you'd like to come up. And if you'll give us your name and where you live, your address. Um, my name's Aaron Carter, and I'm a grad student at uh, the University of Maryland, and um, I live with my sister. Uh, she lives in... I forget what it's called. Grad school just started, so it's called Heatherington something or other. Um, but anyway, so I'm a grad student and I'm working on an assignment, and my assignment is to come and cover a community meeting. And so I just wanted to ask if anyone minds if I take pictures. I'm not a photographer. I'm not going to be taking. I'm talking about like four or five pictures. I don't mind. All right. No. So let's get the sense of the board. Okay. Go for it. Okay. Thank right. you. Thank you for coming. You have to stay for the whole you, uh, thing. <coughs> You're going to see it all in action. All right. All right. There aren't any other. Uh, okay. Andy. If Aaron doesn't mind, perhaps when he's done, 
you know, he's, he's all done with his course. Oh, if you could send great. us a copy of whatever, <laughs> <laughs> you know, your impressions. <laughs> all right. We'll get a little feedback there from you. Very good. Thank you. All right, Chairman's remarks. Well, I don't know that he has any, and I don't have any, so <laughs> we'll move right on. Okay, we have a series of recommendations for board action that are on our consent agenda. And the first one is the um, uh, appointment to the Owen Brown uh, Architectural Committee. Um, all right, is there I any a motion? hearing no objection? No. Yeah, I think a motion has no, already been made in the hearing, form of hearing, consent. No objection. Okay. All right, hearing no objections. All right, then it is approved. Let me make my notes here. Okay, the next item is approving uh, appointments to the Dorsey Search Architectural Committee. Again. Oh, yeah. I have a question. question? Um, one of the members of the architectural committee is an employee of CA. Does that is that an issue? Open that up. No, I mean legally. I mean, no. I, 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 I certainly don't mind personally, okay. individually. Uh, we'll ask our parliamentarian. Do we know what? No, we don't have. We don't have any issue. All right. She's a wonderful person. <laughs> I hope she Say it again. Who are you talking about? Pat Wilbur. Who did she work for? Uh, Tam Senna. That's not, doesn't have anything to do with us. So, okay, so it's a separate. Okay, just check it. All right, any objections? Thank Hearing you. no objections. Approved. Next item is to approve closure signage. Um, that is the dawn to dusk sign at the top lot in King's Contrivance. Any discussion? No. Hearing no objection. Oh, that one there. Excuse uh, me. Question. Um, does there need to be a vote on this, per se, uh, for uh, legal reasons? Didn't this issue come up before where we had? Yeah, sure. I think if the minutes reflect that it was unanimous or consent of yeah, the board, that's they just they just need to the office of law and police need to see it was a board action that said yes. Consent's okay. I, yes. Okay. <coughs> All right. So hearing but, no objection. Right. Is it really okay. dawn to dusk, or is yeah. it dusk to dawn? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I actually. Oh, you're right. I actually <laughs> haven't seen. I'm sure the sign. Will be done correctly. Uh, I mean, you won't have the, the same inversion that I did <laughs> last time on open and closed meetings. <laughs> okay, well, we'll make sure about that. Uh, anything else? All right, hearing no objections. Move ahead and approve. Okay, and the schedule of board meetings. Everybody get that? Okay, any discussion about board meetings? Um, hearing no objections. 
that's approved. We have a series of items that are recommended for action. These have been um, passed through committee and, uh, and they come to the board. The first one to, is to approve the policy concerning board and staff responsibilities. And again, as you notice on this slide, we've really tried to um, construct an agenda with time elements involved. And so if we get into discussion, I'm going to try to stick very carefully to that. Um, so I hope you'll understand that. Okay, is there any discussion? All right, Alex, and we're looking at five after eight. Um, I have a suggested uh, amendment to the policy. When uh, this came to committee, um, I voted for the uh, for the policy with the understanding that uh, I would be coming forward with um, an adjustment to the one section dealing with oversight. And uh, the reason for that is uh, in terms of the oversight, uh, we, we are really governed by state and federal laws regarding duty of care. Uh, so that's really the, the higher authority when it comes to our responsibilities. So um, just want to make sure that we understand that uh, there, there is the higher authority out there in terms of statutes that indicate what our responsibilities are, not only as a group, but as individuals. And um, you'll notice that the, um, the memorandum we received did indicate that there are two sets of responsibilities, one as members of a group and another as individual board members. And so um, the first adjustment I suggested was to uh, adjust the language <coughs> uh, about two-thirds of the way down on the section on oversight. I uh, suggest... It's like right. It's the last page, I believe, in the right. final document. Um, as you know, many of us do examine day-to-day -day operations. We offer suggestions based on not only our own personal examination of things, but also what residents uh, see out there. And so a number of us make comments uh, to Phil um, regarding day-to-day -day operations. Uh, I know one time or another, all of us have done that, whether it's recycling or whatever you want, or, or any other topic. Um, so that's why I, I use this other terminology, which comes, by the way, straight from uh, this book, Guidebook for Directors of Nonprofit Corporations. This is essentially the Bible that uh, is out there for nonprofits, um, and it comes straight out of um, their definition of oversight. Uh, they say the general rule is directors oversee but do not directly engage in the corporation's day-to-day -day operations. So I use that as the same exact language in there. And also um, that last section, uh, we needed a section on the individual member's responsibility because that wasn't covered under this, um, under this definition. 
and each of us as individuals have a duty of care, irrespective of the group um, and the group decision. Each of us have that personal responsibility. And so I took that directly from these references as well. Uh, so that's my suggested adjustments to, to this oversight policy. Yeah, uh, when I read this, uh, I, I wasn't clear about under the duty of care, the last line, uh, if, for example, the president uh, or the CFO presents a document uh, that we review, um, overall, I will trust them that they have gotten their job done, but I will review it to make sure that I don't see anything else. You know, out of line, but it, it, a little. This somewhat sounds like uh, getting too involved in what the staff does. And if you can make a distinction, uh, it would be very helpful to me because if uh, the way this sounds is, I'm in the office here every day checking everybody out. Oh no, 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 no. And making sure that you, you know. In other words, how do we get this so it makes sense and, and is doable? All right. Excuse me, Tom. <coughs> I'm not so sure that I agree with your understanding of, of the duty of care for a board member, despite it coming out of that book. My understanding of the duty of care is only if it is willful or negligent ignorance of a particular topic are we breaching our duty to the organization. Um, we, as we talk about often, are here for strategic guidance and, and policy decisions. and. I really see this last sentence that you have here as obviating the entire white paper um, in that it would put us right back into personal responsibility to oversee operations. That can be read to make sure that that trash is taken out and put with the trash and that recycling is taken and put with the recycling. I mean, it's just so broad that it would completely destroy Phil's efforts in the white paper. duty of care from the references I have is twofold. It says here, the duty of care is twofold. As directors, we must exercise care in both overseeing the corporation's business as well as in making specific business decisions. And that, that is carried forward in so many different documents uh, that we have a, we have a, and I think a lot of this more stringent recently as a result of abuses um, in the past five to six years in corporate America. Uh, yeah, we're a corporation too. Um, and that's why the Sarbanes-Oxley laws were, were passed. To make sure that there is oversight of, of what's going on in the organization. We do it all the time. I mean, you see emails all the time from board members suggesting certain things. Dealing with operations. It happens all the time. Um, we're not interfering. We're just saying, here's an idea. Uh, look, we noticed that there's a problem at Lake Elkhorn. Can you do something about it? Uh, we, we've noticed that the recycling isn't being picked up as it should. You know, things like that. 
and just leaving it to staff to, to deal with that issue. We're not telling them what to do. We're just saying we've noticed it, an issue. And so I don't know that we can avoid that personal responsibility because it is in statutes that we have that individual responsibility in addition to being as part of a group and voting on things. Another example of, I mean, if I look at the, the phrase identify risks, and if it's my uh, duty to do that, I could see myself going to every swimming pool all summer long, round the clock, identifying risks. But I don't think we mean that. But what, in what context can we say the same thing without it being so global? Or as uh, Tom said, you know, worrying about remote trash removal or whatever. Cindy? I think there's two ways to look at identifying risk. We have a risk management program, and within the context of that, I think there's some things that need to be broadened, because I do think that we uh, have limited it pretty much just lawsuits. And I think when you identify risk within a corporation, it's not just financial risk, but it's also risk that you might have with uh, future activities and so forth. That does not put us at an operational level it, for that, at that level. So I understand what Alex is trying to do here, but I do agree that his language is way too, uh, and I'm, this is where I'm in agreement with Tom, is his language is too operational. Um, I think that we do need to add a clause or a, or a phrase about risk because I do think that boards do have responsibility to assess the risk to the organization. And I think that that is um, an important piece of what we do. I'm very uncomfortable saying that we have oversight and we should have oversight of operations. I think what we have oversight of is the president and what we tell him to do. And our requirement is to follow up and check with what he's accomplishing within the context of what we've asked him to do. So if we give him a goal, we give him strategies, we give him things like that, then that is what our oversight should be about. And, um, and, and we need to direct our concerns as leaders through him. And, and so um, the only thing that I would like to see put in somehow into the language is uh, the risk management uh, requirement that we have, and so I am in agreement with that with Alex, but I think his language is a little bit too much in the operations level. Or if I may take my um, my facilitator hat off for one moment, we'll get to, to film. Um, I think that uh, a number of people have mentioned this issue about operations, and I think that was the part that, that also, um, I think that is drilling down way too deeply. Um, I looked at the duty of care as it is described for CA, and um, this is not um, the way it is described in any of our CA documents. I think that's significant. Um, and also I think the, the other part of this that's really important is that we do not operate as individuals. We operate as a 10-member board. We operate... Uh, as through a committee system. And so our oversight comes through our committees. 
Um, that's why we have the kinds of committees we do, the plans that we do, the, the type of strategic goals and objectives that we have. So I think there are many ways in which we are able to examine issues that we think are significant, not as individuals, but within that group context. There is nothing to stop an individual board member from bringing up an issue, bringing it to a committee's attention, and then ultimately getting the entire board to, to examine it, because that's the way we're operating now. And I think that that system actually is working pretty well. Um, Phil? Well, in answer to Cindy, it does say the roles of the board include planning, monitoring, auditing, risk management, board policy, governance. Wait a minute, where is it? Just curious, because I was uh, looking at the change about online. Four lines down at the top. Well, it says background, then roles of individual board members, then roles of the board include. Oh, yeah, it's right there. Okay, great. Right Thank there. you. So in, in, in the interest of time, I'd like to call the question. Okay, the question has been called. Um, we'll take a vote. Okay. Um, all those in favor of accepting the recommendation as it is stated, please raise your hand. Wait, the I mean the, are we talking about Phil's recommendation or Alex? No, no the, um, the staff recommendation. The staff recommendation. <laughs> yeah. The board operations committee. Oh, board yes, the motion that has the motion come before okay. the board operations committee. Okay, so all those. I'm confused. What about his proposal? That was not an amendment. It was not an amendment. It doesn't seem to be sentiment. And it was not seconded. He didn't make so we go back to okay. the presentation yes. as it is with the motion. All right, so all those in favor? All right, so let's go around. Cindy, again, could you raise your hand? Cindy, Andy, Tom, Bill Kirsch, Suzanne, Sherry, Ed. Opposed, Alex. item on our agenda is the uh, revised charter and mission for the internal audit department. Discussion? Next item is to approve the revised charter for the audit committee. Discussion. And we'll take a vote. All those in favor? Unanimous. 
uh, number four uh, is listed of to approve the alternative energy program prospectus. That is the, uh, here comes the sun. All right. Any discussion, Alex? Um, <clears throat> I see that um, this this memorandum says that uh, because um, CA cannot be a grant recipient or play any major financial role in this project. Um, that we might want to steer this to the Friends of Columbia, and I can see some advantages to doing that. Um, I'm wondering, rather than have us get all wound up about this, whether we should pass this on uh, to the really formed Friends of Columbia, have them <coughs> create the framework, have them implement it from start to finish. Cindy? Um, I understand what uh, that would be a great thing if we had Friends of Columbia established and they were funded. Um, there's no money yet there. There's no board members uh, except for really uh, those of us that are still on it until we're replaced by people who are elect, uh, you know, newly appointed. Um, I think that the staff is ready to begin working with this project, and I would like to see them go ahead and do that. What I'd like to make sure that they're going to do in the future, though, is to plan for it to move to uh, being lots of, you know, potential funding and everything else from the Friends of Columbia, because I think that it, it fits right up that alley. But um, I, I think most of us are really trying to find out how we can do better in finding better energy sources for our community, and I think this is a great start, and as long as the staff are not taking them on in a whirlwind, I think that it'll, it'll work really nice. So, Anyone else? And there's a yeah, piece of information that says the vote was three to nothing by the committee. Uh, I wasn't present, so it was probably two to nothing. Ah, okay. um, but that matters. I do support this, and I'll call the question again. Okay, question, and so we will move to a vote. All Michael, those in Michael favor? For hmm? oh. Michael voted for it. That's why there were three. Alex, me, and Michael. Ah, okay. Well, that means that was what it was. I think it's unanimous. So it was, it was unanimous. Yes, it is unanimous. And it goes back to a 3-0. Three, three is that correct, Andy? <coughs> is about, also recommended, is about posting audio recordings of CA board meetings on the CA website. Discussion. Suzanne? Yeah, I'm wondering, is this intended to be simultaneous or separate? Somebody from ERC answer that? 
Simulcast or that? Yeah. No, I, I think I could respond if you don't mind, Andy. <clears throat> As we noted uh, before, all of our these meetings are already recorded. They're already put on CD. They're put over at the Columbia Archives. All we're going to be doing is changing the format that they're available to the public. Whereas before, they'd have to go request the CD, including us. You know, if you miss a meeting, you'd have to go get that CD. Now you'd just be able to go online and listen to it. And it wouldn't be simulcast, so it wouldn't. We're not taking on any additional cost, yes. as far as I'm aware of. Um, it would just be changing the format that it's available. Right, so my understanding is that these would also be archived well, by, by, by date? Archive. Yeah, we're not okay, taking so, I mean, away what's already... And we, and we would just list them the same way we list the meetings? Mm -hmm. Okay. Any other discussion? I, I would like to suggest for staff that this be put up within one or two days. Again, I did miss, I did miss pre a previous meeting, and I wanted to know what went on. And I knew they'd be at the archives in another week or so. <laughs> But I don't see any reason why they shouldn't look uh, quickly. The, the issue, Phil, may be that we do want to clean them up before we post them. Because sometimes there's recording of stuff that's happening as you're setting up in the morning, in the evening, and I don't want that to go up on the website. So we may want to clean it up before we post it. So there, it may not be a one to two day turnaround because that kind of stuff needs to happen. By, by cleaning up, you mean... Erasing, erasing, erasing things from before the meeting or after the meeting? Correct, okay. correct. Not erasing not the, things not from the meeting. Not the meeting, <laughs> not the meeting itself. <laughs> not cleaning. But the, but the conversations There'll be that no 17-minute erasures. <laughs> you know, dead, dead moments. <laughs> dead moments. So, yeah. Okay. okay. So then couldn't you put it up immediately and then once it's cleaned up, just replace it with the notice? You know, that way that people that really want the pain to get We have an alternative, pain or not pain. Yeah. <laughs> well, pain or less pain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Any other points here? All right. So let's take a vote. All those in favor? All right. Again, unanimous. Oh, oh I'm sorry. All right. So we have, nice let's, let's go through. Um, those in favor, Cindy, Andy, Tom, Phil, Sherry, Ed, Alex, opposed, and abstained, Suzanne. times when those can be posted. Okay. The next item, number six. Wow. Okay. We've got to the president's uh, goals for FY12. All right. Discussion. All right. Seeing no discussion, we'll move to a vote. All those in favor? All right. That's unanimous. All right. Good work. 
as a member of the Ad Hoc Committee, I, I certainly want to thank um, the enormous amount of, of time and, and energy um, that has gone in, um, and I, I really do appreciate it, and I appreciate the, the board's uh, coming behind us thank on you, this and, and reinforcing this. That's great. Seven, funding for consultants for Lakefront Town Center design development. Okay, now we have a. Um, what does the document say? That? All right. Um, yeah, there was an issue about about the way it was actually worded, and I, I told Chick I did not feel that the, this wording captured um, what that amendment was. Um, maybe this will be closer. PSC recommends the board approve the support for Mr. Pommier's proposal for conceptual design of CA's lakefront property and allocate operating funds in the FY12 budget for that purpose in an amount not to exceed $10,000 in expenses with a report due November 2011. Okay, Suzanne seconds. Suzanne seconds. The mo uh, that was the motion. That was the amendment motion. You don't need any motions. Well, there are already motions. Oh, okay. But if it was amended, I guess that's a good point. You'll need the new write-up. Well, we need some new language in here because it's different from what was posted there. You have it for her. There you go. All right. So that's an amendment. Suzanne, seconded. Okay. Discussion. Tom. <coughs> I have uh, some concerns about this proposal, um, similar to um, what Miss Lankos had offered before. Um, I, while I think that it is fantastic what is being offered here, I do wonder if we are missing an opportunity to get additional proposals for this. And, and when I say that, I understand that the price can't be beat here, but the issue is not so much price as in making sure we get the best possible redevelopment, the best possible proposals, and if I'm running a design team and I am interested in this and I find out that CA has already engaged another group to create sketches and that they're being given a $25,000 a month budget to create these sketches, I, $2,500, I'm sorry, $2,500 budget a month to create these sketches. It would actually be less. Yeah. Well, anyhow, if, okay. if, if, if there is already this engagement, that, that says something. We've, no matter what we may say is going to happen at the end of that process, and Cy, when he was here, said he wants competition. He, he encourages and wants competition. And I see this as locking ourselves in, no matter what we may tell ourselves at the front end, I see us locking ourselves in to a train that is, at the end of the day, going to be engaging them for doing all the design. And then also I have an additional concern um, and this is addressed by the staff in terms of breaking it into phases 
I don't want to be designing other people's property. Um, Howard Hughes has expressed interest in helping fund this to a certain extent from what I understand, but there's also county land, and that is not something that we would want Cy designing for the county without the county being able to say whether or not they're interested in that, because we're still, no matter what we're paying for, we're still paying for it, and that, that to a certain extent, could be seen as setting money on fire. So those are my uh, dual concerns about this proposal. Anyone else? Andy? <clears throat> yeah, I second Tom's um, comments in the sense that, one, I think this should be focused solely on the lakefront, because that's what it originally came up as, and that's kind of what also, in terms of our budget and planning, you know, our focus has been on improving the lakefront. Um, and I'd rather see that the design time be spent for the lakefront first, and then once we have that underway, we can think of, of you know, like other places. Um, and the other thing is I really think we should put it out as an RFP just to give other people who may or may not, there may or not, there may not be any other interest. But I do think that it's not going to hurt if we put it out as kind of like an RFP for about $10,000 as, you know, just to test the waters and then we cover ourselves and we follow the, our procedures. Suzanne? Uh, one concern I have, Andy, is if we do, if whoever does it has a design concept for the lakefront, it doesn't take into account what um, Howard Hughes will be doing down here or any other property owner down here. And then what you, what you get is pieces here and pieces here and pieces here. I would think that in the long term, we would want to have an integrated plan that worked for all of us, and that, that has to do with us collaborating. This has nothing to do right. with size, plan, you know what I'm saying? But I think it's a mistake to isolate the light for it. What if, you know, Howard Hughes wants to tear this building down and put up apartments? Will we have the same response for the lakefront if that's there, as opposed to this still being here, etc.? Okay, but I'd like to hear from Phil. If you could just hold that for a sec. We haven't heard from Phil. One, one of the problems I have with just designing the lakefront is I don't think you can design the lakefront without understanding how people are going to get to the lakefront. And you don't know what's going to be here. You don't know what's going to be there. Uh, I'm not even sure that the uh, Rouse building, or whatever you want to call it, is even going to be there. Uh, and so how do you design something here without having any idea how it flows with the rest of uh, what it would be? Maybe even getting across the little Patuxent and getting people at the mall over here or there or whatever. Uh, it, be it becomes very difficult, I think, to do it independently. And I'd also like to speak a little bit about uh, Saipomia. I mean, if, if anybody in Colombia wanted to talk about what they thought this plan would be, Saipomia would go and talk to them for hours and hours and invite them to come back again. So it's not just side plan. I mean, it's everybody. It's everybody's plan. But side would encourage, I think, is to get as many people involved as possible. He certainly did the same thing as Symphony Woods. Uh, and just something that annoyed me a little bit 
it, I mean, we are following our process here. It's not that we should have an RFP so we follow our process. The process says we only do RFPs if it's more than ten thousand dollars. So that's a minor thing, but anyway. Hey, Ed. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Okay. I also have reservations about the, the whole thing. I, I don't know who's driving the train and who's on the caboose and if we're just hanging on and or if the train has left the station. But the one saving thing that I can see that comes out of this is, is in the staff, re staff recommendations where it says that the results of this are just conceptual drawings and renderings, that it's nothing more than that. It's not a plan. It's, it's, it's not it's, it's so early in the process that it's nowhere near something RFP, final stage, whatever the, the, the Howard County steps are that this would just give us a straw man to start talking about things. And that if if, if he threw a wide net and, and, and with a Google Earth rendering of what Columbia could look like in 50 years, you know, maybe that's a good thing. Then, then you can start seeing how things fit in. But there's nowhere this should be detailed enough that individual owners' properties or anything else could come out of it. It's just like, it's... I'm, I'm just keen on the word conceptual, and, and, and there, if that's what it's limited to, then, then I don't have as much objections. Responses, Suzanne, and then what you said is is very accurate, and I think what we have found in going into this downtown process is that if we didn't have a plan, we'd get walked over. We have to come in ready with something, not that we'll stick to forever. But at least we say, okay, we're a player in this downtown, and we have our ideas. Because if Howard Hughes comes in and just does whatever it wants and tries to get a collaboration from us and the county or whatever, we're, we're a few steps behind. So part of this process is to get us a few steps ahead and, and uh, be aware and make others aware that we're a player in this downtown. And there are some very good ideas out there that should be considered. All right, speaking for the second time on this motion, this will be my last time following our uh, guidelines. Uh, just two things. One, the piecemeal concern is going to exist no matter what um, because uh, we can't tell Howard Hughes what pace to work at. We can't tell the county what pace to work at. We can't tell Howard Hughes they can't change their mind. We can't tell the county that they can't change their mind about what they want to do. So no matter what, we, our primary concern is our property. And we can hope and work in a collaborative process as we've uh, gotten better and better at as an organization. And that is going to exist whether or not we put out RFPs, whether or not Cy's doing it, whether or not I'm doing it. We're going to have to do the collaboration. So the whole piecemeal concern, well, I, that's very important to me as well. I don't want the lakefront not to match with the rest of Columbia and vice versa. Um, my concern is more we're just it's a little bit of what Ed was saying. We're just putting Cy in charge. And, yes, he's, he will collaborate with others, but of everything, of all of the public spaces in downtown, no matter what stages we take. And then off of what Andy was saying, I really don't see the problem or harm in doing an RFP for something that, at the end of the day, is going to cost somewhere around $10,000, um, in that the worst that could happen is we get another idea that competes with Sai's idea, that maybe even is incorporated into Sai's idea, and all of a sudden, 
Cy has the first person he can talk to if he wins the RFP. He's got ideas right off the bat for the sketches and proposals that he's going to do. That comes right off the starting block as opposed to just saying, well, nobody's going to be able to do it better than Cy, so why don't we just give it to Cy? I think that the best way to do this is to go out and, and look for other ideas and not say we're not going to use Cy, just say that Cy, who encouraged competition, is getting it right at the start. I think that one of the reasons that this proposal is so good is that what Cy is bringing is not just his expertise and his and, and the others that he's putting into the team with him. It's not just that expertise of the actual, you know, drawings and, and the, the clinical part of it. It is also the expertise of years and years of working to um, with county develop I mean with developers with builders with um, owners with businesses to create a plan um, and what I think is so positive about this is what Ed said is it's it is simply really a, a overview and the staff have got their hands in it with Cy. This is not with this man and his group are, um, are running, are the, running show. the show. They're, they're going to be... Now, what worries me a little bit about having some RFP put out is that the expertise that I'm talking about, not the drawings, not the, you know, thinking... I'm thinking that the problem I'm seeing is, is the ability to use all of the years and years of knowledge of how you get with the builders, the developers, and everybody else, how you begin to have that discussion is what is going to be missing from most people's uh, background. And, and so what I, and, and this is also goes to what, um, what Kurt, uh, Phil said, he said, you know, it needs to not be done in piecemeal. Well, I'm in agreement with the way the staff said this. Let's work on the lakefront first. It's the most important thing. But they should, we should have someone who's helping us to see the big picture. And I'm not saying we should be designing for the county, and we should not be designing for GGP, uh, HHC. We shouldn't design for anybody but ourselves. However, if you look at the VCCPs in every single one of the villages, we have village boards that have now assigned people who are part of their a community planning group. And they're doing the very same thing that we're asking Cy and his group to do. This is not anything this is not anything that we're not already doing. We're doing this. Jane Demner's been working with the community uh, VCCPs and she will also be working with Cy Pommier. So I think that we really need to, I think we need to approve this. I think we need to tell Cy within the context of what he's got to do that he needs to broaden how many people he brings into this thing. That if it is the, you know, youthful people, if, if maybe the staff want to even advertise to bring people in and add to his team, great. But I think we need to give him approval and give that a team give that team um, a, a go, because I think that that's going to help us start moving forward, just like the, our village community planning groups are doing. 
just a point, point of information that I'm not going to speak. Could, could Jane Demner comment on this proposal based on your workings with the other groups in Columbia Redevelopment, letting us know what you might think? Nothing like being in the hot seat. Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, so um, perhaps I could stick to the facts um, and let you make the policy decision. But um, I think um, on the difference between the proposal before you and the, uh, an adopted downtown plan and the process that the downtown plan and regulations outline, which is each neighborhood, this is do its own neighborhood plan and guidelines, and those are required by the regulations. The same thing for the VCP, VCCP, which is the Village Center Community Plan. That enables, the, the legislation enabled the village to do those plans because the village has been given special standing to do the plan and for the first time their opinion about whether a redevelopment proposal will be taken into account before staff writes their staff report at the county. So it's, it's a legal uh, way Okay, so Cy Pamier's proposal is uh, a vision plan. It has no standing. It has no authority. It doesn't necessarily move anything forward the way a VCCP has standing, you know, in a special way, um, nor do and neighborhood guidelines and, and have special standing required. So this is totally optional. Um, you have to decide whether you think a planning process, a vision plan, is getting you down the road. I think a vision plan at this point for all of downtown um, is beside the point. It's already been, there has already been a plan. Um, the amenity areas I identified, the developers must plan those and articulate how they look, what kind of benches, what kind of trees, and that must be done within a neighborhood concept, so that's kind of part, it is not piecemeal. It's neighborhood, so the whole downtown wasn't gonna, supposed to look the same. We're supposed to have distinct neighborhoods, so I do not think it's piecemeal at all. Um, our property is, uh, at the lakefront, is um, very, um, it's dear to our hearts as Colombians. You know, it's, a, it's our gathering place. And with you have limited dollars and a limited staff time, um, uh, I think we're working on Symphony Woods, we're working on connectivity, we're working on, you know, clubhouse, we're working on a whole lot of things. I think you have to think about what are the priorities of this. This is a priority, but, it, you know, uh, how much time are you going to focus on it? Um, so, doing something for ten thousand dollars is that what you, is that what you want to do? Is, does that get us down the line? Um, and I certainly would say that um, if you are going to focus on something, focus on our property on the lakefront core, which is it is the heart of the of the of the center. Um, so that that's what I would say. You know, from my own staff perspective, I'm not sure this is the right time or the wrong time. That's that's a decision for you to make. Okay. Thanks, Dan. In drafting this report, the biggest thing that I thought about was if you look at the general plan as a whole, if you look at the downtown revitalization, the focus that's on town center, we are, again, supplying the only people places in this downtown area with the Lakefront Plaza and the Symphony Woods. That's why I thought honing in on the plaza and the lakefront critical at this time in order to tie those two entities together in order to get people back and forth into these critical areas as far as people voices. The other part of it evolves around the fact that we can draw all the 
goes through the county's process of neighborhood breakout. It goes through the planning and guidelines. And you've seen what it's taken just for an open space area in Symphony Woods to get through. So I was hoping to concentrate on the plaza, the lakefront, and how it's going to tie with Symphony Woods because, again, we're supplying a huge portion of people areas in this whole downtown revitalization effort. And that's why I think it's critical that this gets done in the lakefront of Plaza. Okay. Alex, and then I would like to make a comment. Uh, I agree with Phil uh, that if we focus on the lakefront area, uh, that's all that we can do between now and November anyhow, let's face it. Um, there is a sense of urgency that I see. Um, HHC is now looking at possibility of having a road go through our property across the southern portion of our lake onto uh, create a third interchange. Uh, and we need to be proactive about what, how we feel about that. Uh, that study, I understand, will be uh, complete um, within this year. So, um, it would be useful for us to weigh in uh, in some way so that we're proactive rather than just reactive to whatever, to whatever comes out of this study. Uh, I know that a number of people have said, how could you possibly be in favor of putting this road right through the uh, southern portion of our property? And we have to come to terms with that figure out what we want to happen in our property. It's very much like Symphony Woods. Uh, HHC came up, or GGP at the time, came up with a proposal for our property in Symphony Woods. The same thing exists in the lakefront area, too. So, I agree with them. That if we focus on the lakefront, that's about all we can accomplish between now and November, anyhow. So, speaking for a moment as a, as a board member, thank you, Alex. Um, I, I think Phil made a very good point about the linkages uh, with plaza, lakefront, and pathways. We have an awful lot of um, connected projects that we're working on. And what I saw as being the... Um, Sorry. Musical collusion. The positive aspect of getting a visual is that it's so much easier for people to understand. It's easier for us as a board to understand, and it's also easier for people to understand as you talk about redevelopment, what things might look like. So you can say, do I like this? Do I not like this? Is this giving me uh, uh, the portions that, 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 um, that I think will really help me to enjoy downtown more? And in that sense, we have something that we can bring to our residents and start to get some, some feedback on. I think that's, that's really significant. Yeah, Phil? One final comment is that please keep in mind that these are going to be concept drawings. Yeah. That the actual design specifications could change this completely because you're talking about soil compaction, you're talking about <coughs> the differences in actual design and people, you know, masses of people being here for safety that the design concept is going to be different than a design plan. Yeah, I, I actually was going to sort of go in that direction because I, I thought the other important thing that James said was that it's a vision. 
it's, it's, a, it's a visual of what could be, not what will be, and therefore I think RFPs, that's, that's way, it's way too soon to do anything like that. This is, this is really just the thinking about how it might be different. And since we can tap into people um, who have such an impressive history of being there from the beginning and, and having some idea that they, they know what it looked like before it even became like this and what some of those other discussion points, um, I think it's well worth within the limits that we've set up with this with this proposal. This is not open-ended. Um, it is constrained um, monetarily, and it has a deliverable, which is November uh, 2011. So I think these are all important points as far as just this beginning phase of, of even thinking about what things might be possible before we get to any kind of nitty-gritty about what it could really be. Andy and Suzanne. Could you read the motion again? Yeah, call it. Okay. Can we call the question? I have just one thing to say. I just want to hear the motion. Hear the motion. Okay. The PSC recommends the board approve the support of Mr. for Mr. Parmier's proposal for conceptual design of CA's lakefront property and allocate operating funds in the FY12 budget for that purpose in an amount not to exceed $10,000 in expenses with a report due in November 2011. Suzanne? Yeah, I just want to tell you there was an original uh, design plan for the lakefront in the beginning of Columbia, and what it included were like a Tivoli Gardens with shops all around the lake, and it would be a very lively place. Well, the Rouse Company couldn't get anybody to buy or build around the lakefront, number one, because it was so cold. first person who wanted to buy in was an ice cream person, and there was no easy access from the parking lot to getting around the lake. So while it sounded like a wonderful idea, it was something that turned out not to be doable. So, you know, it might be doable now. But I'm just telling you that a lot of ideas will come up that will not be workable and others will be workable. So just keep it in mind how realistic it is. I'd like to call the question. All right. The question has been called. We'll vote on the motion. Um, all those in favor? As amended. The motion as amended. All those in favor? All right. Cindy, Phil Kirsch, Suzanne. Shari, Ed, Alex, opposed, Andy, and Tom. Motion carries. <coughs> okay. All right. Thank you all so much. Uh, we're, we're doing a great job on our time. We're a little bit over. But at this point, we will. Um, I have the uh, pleasure of turning over <laughs> the facilitation of this meeting to the chair of the Planning and Strategy Committee. And I'm just going to go and get some more. Right okay. The first thing on our committee agenda is a discussion of the membership of the Financial Advisory Committee. This is a first reading. Um, we have three people 
who would like to continue working on uh, this committee. Nina Gridsby of Oakland Mills, David Land of Longreach, and Bernard Jennings of Harper's Choice. And uh, there's a possibility that uh, some people from the uh, that wanted to be on the audit committee might be interested in being on this committee as well. We have yet to make that decision about who's going to be added to the audit committee. Um, but once that's done, we can ask the people that won't be on the committee whether they'd like to be on, on this committee. Early August, if I understand. We will know uh, about some of these other people that could be added to the committee. Uh, one idea was that <clears throat> uh, this time is of the essence. Perhaps we can assign one of the charges to the, these three people initially. And then once the uh, committee's expanded, we could uh, add a couple of more charges to the entire committee. Okay. Uh, discussion? Sherry? I'm just recommending that we bring the three people forward now. Okay. Is that a motion? Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll second that since Sherry's not here. Any further discussion? Anyone? If not, we'll vote. Okay. It's going to be. It's back. Please inform uh, these three people, and uh, we'll set up an initial meeting like we did last year. Yeah. Point of Maybe. order. This is uh, if you're making a recommendation to the board of directors. Right. Yes. And the board of directors will vote on it at the next the next, meeting. next meeting. And uh, same way with the uh, next agenda item, which is the proposed charge. three charges here, and the idea would be uh, to initially, uh, well, we can discuss this uh, whether we assign them the first charge and wait for the other people to come on to, to handle the, the other two. Um, comments on the charges from the committee, first of all? Well, I wouldn't be opposed to giving all of the, the, the charges to them and let them start working on what they, these three people think they can handle. Yeah, we have charges before we would have that conversation. So we just have to, it's just third reading. Okay. The charges that something will happen with after the really charges that will approve. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. We don't want to specify which charge would be assigned at this point. This point is, we've got three charges on the table. As we've seen tonight, doing these recommendation forms complicated enough. Sherry, do you have any comments on the charges? Uh, okay, we're talking about the charges for the Financial Advisory Committee. Um, one of the things I was concerned about as I was going through the budget um, documents, going through my files, um, and looking at the schedule and all that, which we'll get to later. Um, I noticed that the Financial Advisory Committee makes a report to the board concerning the budget. 
And that's not in here as a chart. And I think it would need to be. Mm -hmm. Isn't that correct? Yes. In, that, that has been true in the past? No, they don't. Yeah, it got changed. Um, back when I was serving on the budget committee, it was like that. But the uh, direction changed somewhere along the line. And the, so did the name of the committee. And the name of the committee changed so that the, the what they were looking at would be more focused. They'd be more like advisors on particular issues. Is that correct? Okay, so that particular to issues relating to the budget. No. No. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, they, and they then used clue to, me in. They used to be called the financial advi I mean, the budget advisory committee. They were literally changed uh, four years ago. I'm pretty sure it was four years ago. Last year. Yeah, and um, they're called. They call. They, we call them financial. And at that time, the, everything changed to basically say that their task was whatever we assigned them. So if we assign them a list of activities and it includes reviewing the budget, then that's one thing. But if we don't give them reviewing the budget, then then they don't review it. That's not their job. So they are not budget advisory. They are financial advisory committee. It was changed. Okay. And Phil, do you have a comment also? All right. So from what you're saying is we could ask them. Yeah. We could. To do that. But right. we don't have to. Right. Okay. Um, well, they did appear in, uh, in prior documents as advising um, or appearing before um, the Planning and Strategy Committee they still prior sorry, to. I, I'm apologize, but I do need to make this clear because I see what your point is now. They appear every year before we have our budget cycle yes. to report on whatever we have asked them to report on because it may affect the budget. So yes, they do report every year prior to the budget cycle. Every year they do report, but it's not about the budget per se. It may affect the budget. So like last year, we gave them. Um, some was it allocation? Uh, we gave them, or the, no? It was uh, the finance, the uh, the different uh, prices of the um, membership, membership, all the fees. Yeah. So we asked them to look at fees, and that was obviously going to affect the fees that we were going to assign in the budget process. And so we then went through their recommendations. We went through that. Um, um, consultants' recommendations, and we came up with our own idea about what we wanted to see. So you're right, it is part of the budget process, but it's only there because whatever they do may affect the budget. Okay. All right. Thank you for clarifying that, because I think that we do have to think about these charges in terms of, um, we only have three, three people who are coming back. Um, and I think we want to be aware of what we're asking people to do within a short period of time. And I guess that's the other um, comment that I had about number one here. Um, if there is some way to simplify this and to hone in and focus, um, rather than for each CA facility, program, and service, I mean, that, that is, that's global. Um, the, the, the linking it to uh, compare with current and historical spending. Well, how, how historical are we looking at? 
you know, can we go back a year or two? Or maybe three years, but historical, you know, this, this, <laughs> I don't want to go back to 2005. I mean, I think there's a point at which we're, we're looking too far back here. Um, and, and I also, the, the value added for Columbia's residents, Alex, I really just wasn't sure what that meant, what kind of metric we might be looking at there to measure return on investment when you have a myriad um, of, of facilities, programs, and services. It just seems like too big a chunk. Um, one of the things that, that I have you know, brought up in the past, and maybe that's something that we could put in here, um, and another board member also had mentioned this, was to look at um, the issue of maybe having a senior a 10% senior discount, and seeing the impact that that might have. Number one, because uh, we've had some issues raised with residents about how these memberships are, are cut and sliced, and I know that there are some very good reasons for doing that, for trying to personalize it. But I think in some ways it's not really understandable in terms of return on investment and in terms of what works maybe best for our adult community. So that might be one possibility where we hone in on one issue and examine it thoroughly and then see what impact it might have on our budget as far as the next two years is concerned. That would that would tell us something very concrete, but I don't think would be overwhelming for the people on this committee. Yes, point of information, while you were out, uh, mm -hmm. we were uh, discussing that there would possibly be additional people joining this committee. After we select the one person for the audit committee, the remaining people would be given an opportunity to join this committee, because they have the kind of background that would work well on this particular committee. Do we, do we have... A number of people who you think would fit? And it's my understanding there are a number of people resumes indicate that they, they could fit this. But I, I don't know what's going to happen with audit and how that's going to go or whether those people who aren't selected for audit will be willing to do this or not. It's, it's sort of our next best shot since we got zip after advertising for about a month for this, this committee. Okay, did we talk about any other ways to advertise and is there any other ways to... We just haven't brought it up yet. Okay. okay. Um, I don't know. Do you have any other points about this, the three charges? Well, for the second charge, I would like to recommend that we um, provide, um, I don't know if it's a template or additional information that would help further direct what we're looking for towards this. Maybe doesn't necessarily have to be part of the charge, but it would be, you know, a clarifying um, document to give to them, where we could, where it would just help focus on what we were asking for. Suzanne, I just am looking for some clarification. Is it that we have three members of this committee right now? Yes. No. 
Well, I mean, we, the board hasn't approved them yet. But three have expressed an interest in continuing. Okay. In the past, I can remember it being a much larger group. Has it has it been eight, ten people? Five. Well, five to seven. Five to seven, and they were usually usually had a finance background, yes. etc. And have have the have the requests gone to each of the villages in yes. that way? And we have not been able to come up with Correct. more. Okay, uh, I just think it'd be very important. I'd be willing to work on it. I think it'd be very important to have more than three uh, on the finance committee. And and did you want to say? I mean, I understand that we have the that audit opportunity issue, with may the audit. get people. The applicants for the audit committee, we, we have that opportunity. And how many applicants are there for the audit committee? Ballpark? Five. There four? So that could help if. if uh, four. There were four, and we're picking one. Is that correct? Suzanne, I mean, Cindy. Um, I would suggest that the committee consider only picking one of these three things uh, while you still have just three um, members, and that at some point during the year, if you acquire additional members, then you can add more. I think that one of the reasons you lost some members and that you'll have more difficulty is I think it's some we're, we're becoming more complex, and I think it's appropriate we are. But I think we need to be very thoughtful about how we're using our um, volunteers. Um, and I think one really structured and really good task is appropriate for three people. Okay. Um, along those lines, if we added to number one and under C, uh, value added for Columbia's residents, especially the older adults. I think that's what you were getting at, Sherry, wasn't it? Then we would we would have that uh, at least uh, a point of emphasis in their work. Well, I think so that we have to residents, comma, especially older adults. I think that's that's getting towards it, but I I think you know Cindy's point is is well taken about this that that. If we could hone it down a little, a little tighter, and maybe that comes—I I don't know how we do—we just present this to the committee and they decide how they're working on it. Well, uh, we'll have an initial meeting. Once the board approves going ahead with it, uh, we would have an initial meeting like we did last year. Well, yeah, first members' charges have to be board approved. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and do the members then meet with? All the members of meet with the and, and, and any other board members that want to be part of that first meeting. Okay. It's typically done prior to a regular board meeting. So the last couple of times that's how we've done it. Okay. Um, I, I just think that because of the changing demographics, and again, this has to do with our strategic planning, that we we know that we're driving towards the changes that are occurring in in Colombia's population, and again, I think it's significant to look at the impact of the older adult population <coughs> as opposed to some other programs. And I guess that's why it's not really each CA facility program or service, um, unless you characterize that um, as as um, as focused on the adult adult members or adult users. Um, 
that I think would be helpful information that would come back to the board in terms of the overall planning and certainly in terms of our budgeting for the next two years where our programs are concerned. Suzanne? Yes, um, I'm just wondering, Phil, if the staff has opinions on this because you have to work with this as much as we have to work with this. And is anything that we're discussing something that you think wouldn't work or are, th are there things that you would suggest would work better? It's kind of hard to tell again with just the three members of the FAC how much can they handle at one time. And I, I think that the board would have to make a decision on what you feel is the highest priority as we approach the budget. Sherry's suggestion that <clears throat> because of the size of the committee and given this is a two-year budget year, um, that the primary focus be, well, you know, what is the impact of offering a senior discount on CA services? Um, and then you can also add in if there are any other comments you have on the budget, because we've done that in the past. But, you know, and that fits very well in our kind of six months we're going to get to the budget in January. Um, so, so I like that. <clears throat> in regard to the first charge, um, you know, when I was reading it, <coughs> looking over, I was thinking like, this is a very difficult charge in my view. Um, and I'm not sure exactly how to approach it, particularly because we're talking about documenting the total cost of like a facility and program. But if you look <coughs> And, and then, you know, comparing current historical spending and all that and everything. But yet, for many of our facilities, particularly in the sports and fitness, income is not generated by that facility. The majority of the income comes from the package plan. So you immediately, to my mind, you immediately have a problem. If I'm going to look at the total overall picture, and let's pick one thing, let's pick um, the ice rink. <coughs> well, there are certainly costs associated directly with the ice rink that are you can go through the budget and find, and there's some income. But there's these allocations that basically wildly swing, depending on however you want to do the allocations, whether they get more money or they have more expenses or things like that. And so if you want to do an analysis, the first problem I have on the committee is what are you going to do with the allocations? Are you going to treat the allocations as part? Um, in which case, you don't really get a true total cost because well, those things are simply allocated based on our policy. They're not the true cost associated with a facility if you're looking at an independent. So that was, <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I've been looking at that. I'm thinking, you know, this is a really, really tough and very detailed type of chart you would give to a committee um, with a lot of potential difficulties I can see in, in trying to answer this charge. That's what I was going to say. And as I said, I like shares. <laughs> question really for Andy is when it comes to the village allocation share, mm -hmm. I know there's there's large disparities of even just trying to compare um, revenues and, and incomes between the different buildings. Right. Is, would it be helpful if, if these people looked at something like that? For you. Oh, you know? certainly, I mean, they certainly could. We've, we've tried.
charged committees before to look at that. Um, my only my only concern would be we, we kind of promised <coughs> the villages that we we have something by this fiscal year. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, and yeah, we're, I mean, we are really kind of running out of. We're going to have to do this in about a three-month period, um, the way because the way things are structured. Um, I, I would be very reluctant to not have the allocation model seriously looked at now. I mean, in terms of this this budget year, we we kind of made an implicit promise to the villages that we would. Um, so I don't. So part of me says. Yeah, it would be really great to look at, but do we have the time to do it right now in order to make, if we're, if we're going to make changes, I mean, you know, for this year, or is that something, <clears throat> make changes and say, look, do a, do a study. I mean, do, do the analysis, really look at it in depth <coughs> to give it the, the time it needs to do the in-depth analysis. So it's not that I don't like the analysis, it's just... I don't want to then have to go back to the villages and say we're postponing. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'll be I'll be killed. <laughs> so how will so I guess I have a question. So how will we be able to meet that time frame? If the we're ERC not? is meeting with all ten of the villages to start the discussion. We will have gathered all the input to give to the SIC, I think it's the SIC um, by October. Um, to see if there are potential modifications to the allocation formula. Now, we're not proposing a full-blown, let's go back and look and do all you know, types of analysis or things like that. It's more, there were a couple of areas raised. We want to go to the villages. We want to say, what changes would you like to see? Um, gather that information and pass it on to the SIC committee <coughs> to do some type of yeah, potential modifications so we can kind of meet the village. So that's what is kind of ongoing. The, I guess, I guess, the meetings for the villages have basically been set. And the documents have started flowing to the village. <laughs> and we're as a committee going to each Yeah, the ERC is going to go visit each village. Okay, so these are really, I'm just so that I understand this, sure. these are, this is modifications that people have been suggesting or requesting, asking for demanding. or requesting, but we don't, right, I guess so this has to do with what Ed said before about would it be helpful to have FAC look at either the history or something to contribute to this effort and then feed it into also SIC. Cindy wants to answer that. <laughs> That's not why I raised my hand, but I'll answer it, and then I'll say why I raised my hand. Um, I, I'm in agreement with Andy. He pretty much said no, he didn't agree that we should get the FAC involved in this allocation model right now because the way we are doing this is not that we are coming up with a solution directly. But we are bringing in the input, and by the time we collect the input, we will have already lost three months for the FAC to start working on it. Mm -hmm. 
see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So there's no, um, because our last interview with the FAC, uh, with each of the villages is September. Um, because we've got ten villages and we're going to go to all ten of them. Um, but that was the, to answer your question on whether they sh FAC should do it. I don't think so. Um, so I agree with Andy on that one. What I was going to recommend, because I know one of the members of the FAC really well, and I know his background, he is a extraordinarily uh, uh, competent um, marketing and um, uh, business person related to, uh, he's been the vice president of Anheuser-Busch Corporation for Marketing. And um, so what I would like to suggest is you've got a really good one here with um, the marketing and advertising media. And to get started on something, I would suggest you take the one that has to do with document any existing methods that CA um, applies to measure the cost and effectiveness. See what they can come up with to help us identify ways to measure our effectiveness with marketing, et cetera. Um, Is that a beer in every hand? <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I just, I just think that you've got somebody on that committee that right now has those skill sets, and I think that you should use them. Um, I think it's—he's also a strategic uh, planner type, but I, but you're, you're not looking specifically at any of those things. You do have this as one of your possibles. Okay, I think we need to come to closure since I've. I see that we're uh, exceeding our time. Um, this is our third reading, and I think we really need to come to closure on this. Um, the key word here is possible charges, um, and I think that if we can just get started with understanding that there's some others that we might add as the membership on this committee grows, then at least we will have gotten off the dime. You know, we need to get off the dime. Uh, this, we can't continue to um, look at the entire waterfront. We've done this already, uh, twice already. This is the third time. Bad, bad metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, waterfront. <coughs> Lakefront. <coughs> so uh, I really do want to encourage our committee to, let's, let's get moving on this. All right, so I would like to then offer a motion, um, which would be number, suggestion for number four which would be uh, what is the impact of offering a senior discount uh, for CA programs and services on the CA budget? What is the impact of offering a senior discount, a senior discount, actually I wanted to say a 10% senior discount, on um, on CA, for CA programs and services, um, the impact. Let me just think. Uh, regarding regarding the CA budget. The music playing in her ear over here. <laughs> FY thirteen fourteen. What's the impact on the CA budget? Offering a senior discount on programs and services. I might add that uh, we're going to have a, a special meeting on rates, anyhow, for the committee uh, this upcoming cycle. It's already it's already part of what we're going to be dealing with. Um, 
talk about that later as we discuss our budget schedule. But that senior discount issue was going to be part of that discussion. Well, that's why I think having the FAC have this chart so that they can bring information back about this would be significant. Okay, there's a motion on the table. Uh, check the joints in. Uh, no, 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 not, not yet. You're right, motion on the table. Has it been seconded? She need a second? I'll second it. Okay, further discussion? Um, no, what about these other? Motive. That's the first part. You're adding it. Move the question. Oh. We're adding this, yeah. We're adding it to the so you all to the three. consensus. Okay. Consensus, you're adding a fourth one. Let's vote on it. Yeah. Let's vote on this uh, motion. Okay. Thank it's you. Unanimous. So we're adding a number four. A motion that we take three and four and put those forward to the fact now as it stands and we revisit one and yeah. possible other ones as as the Point of order. They haven't been right. They haven't been approved by the board yet. You so can't. With the, no. Well, I'm making a motion that we take two and four to to to, to the people that are expected. Okay. If they haven't been approved yet. You know what he means is he's motioning they recommend to the board. Oh, this, is, the this is part of the recommendation. <laughs> recommend to the board. I knew what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> so the recommendation. This is a recommendation only, to the board. Not, not only yes. recommend to the board. Yeah. From TSC, four charges. There will be a subset, and that two and four be given immediately to the FAC if that one goes through. Three members. That's what I was trying to say. Is two and four come out of committee. One and one and three get revisited later. So he That's wants different. to bring two and four forward to the board. Right. And I second. Okay. For the discussion? Not? All favor? Okay. All right. So a reco form for the next board meeting will include for the PAC just numbers two and four. Yeah. They'll be called A and B because this is going to get crazy further down the road. Okay. And we will come back. Once the, <laughs> once the committee gets expanded, perhaps, we'll come back again. Chick, you're going to get a drink after all this. All right. So where are we? Budget schedule. <laughs> First reading. Any comments? Oh, yeah, that's uh, Committee members, any comments? question about extra meetings that were put in here. Um, so we have meetings. Um, yeah, I'd like to speak to that also. Yeah. Okay, so could you address that? Yeah. Um, first of all, later on, we're going to have an item called... Parameters. Right? Oh, 
this one. I'm going to have an item on uh, capital and operating parameters, um, and that'll be a first reading, and and then we will probably want to make a recommendation at the next meeting on July 28th. So um, you can see the parameters are coming up tonight as a first reading, and then we'll have to um, go to uh, July 28th for recommendation. Uh, tonight is primarily for asking questions, having staff come back for the answers to our questions, and then going from there. And we have to put that on the schedule by July 28th. Uh, now, as far as the special meetings, Sherry, uh, uh, we'll probably have one in August, September, and October um, for the various big, big budget-related issues. Work session is what we will call it. Yeah. One on August 18th. Um, what was that date? August 18th. That's not on here? No. And what is that for? That's a special meeting on uh, the employee compensation framework and CA and county responsibilities for funding services. Those two major issues. Where did that come from? From last year. It was forwarded to this year's uh, PSC. It's on the tracking there form? Was, do you, yes. Do you remember so, there was a list like this of tracking materials? Yes, I do. And, and so my question is, do those automatically come forward or don't they come to the committee for discussion? The committee did say this is forwarded to this committee for the work sessions. Work, right. Special budget work sessions. Yes. So, so all of those go into yeah, that work session no, on the no. 18th? No, 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 no. It's just those two. Just those two. There's there's others that he's proposing in other added dates. Both Cindy and Phil have some suggestions on the compensation framework where I feel obligated to address them because we did forward them to the PSC this year. Uh, now, as far as uh, rates, we're going to deal with the rates issue on September 15th. And um, I'd like to see if we can get the uh, Financial Advisory Committee report back to us in the October meeting, October 13th. And at that time, we really should be talking about the Aquatics Master Plan and the Hobbits Clan Clubhouse issues because uh, it's related to major capital projects new initiatives. Now, that's what this is supposed to be all about, so we should have all of that by October 13th. That'll be the first reading, so we'll probably have to come back again on October 20th to deal with those very same subjects again. Sure. I, I have, um, I guess I have an issue here. Um, We've tried to 
narrow and focus our, our framework, um, both for the president and for the board's goals. And there are um, those elements and those, those um, aspects, like the aquatics plan and Hobbit's Glen, are, are in the goal statement for this year. But some of these other items are not. Um, and I understand that they came up and they come up on the tracking form. Um, but that may not mean that every single one of those has to be crammed into this, this budget cycle. I mean, yes, I, I mean, the PSC does meet at other times. I'm not even sure that all of these really should be handled by planning and strategy. If you go back to the original strategy working document um, that we've had here at CA. So again, I, I keep trying to, you know, link this to that larger picture and just focus in on the things we said we were going to be focusing on for this year. We did. We said we were going to carry over this year certain major issues like rates, compensation, um, aquatics master plan, Hobbit's Glen Clubhouse. Um, I mean, the, the role of our committee is to prepare for the budget and to deal with major issues. The rates, the rates certainly are, is part of that. We can't avoid not discussing our philosophy on rates. We well, said we were going to do that. I, I think there are particular, I think there are particular things that we, we look at. We look at, uh, once we discuss the parameters, we look at um, whether we need to, to change what the, the basic you know, I, I mean, as far as the two years is concerned. And we look at capping, and we look at those types of things. But I think that if we're going to, to keep to the major points that we talked about and bring in the information that we're getting from the community, for example, on the aquatics plan, that that will, that will funnel that information in there without having to have a separate meeting on rates. I guess what I'm saying is a lot of these things are going to come in because we're dealing with those issues already. Aquatic master plan only deals with pools. It doesn't deal with package plan. It doesn't deal with fitness facilities, rates. It doesn't deal with senior discount. It doesn't deal with any of that. So to say the aquatics master plan is going to cover rates is incorrect. No, I'm not saying that one thing. That was just an example of the things that are that are in process. My frustration is that this board last year said, yes, we want to carry over these major issues to this fiscal year. And that's, I'm, I'm doing that. I just yeah, as a point, yes. of, point of order, I was going to say, it's true that the Planning and Strategy Committee last year left a list of 17 things on the tracking form for this year's Planning Strategy Committee, but your committee can decide which of those 17 you choose to, to address and when. I don't think you're bound to address all 17 of them. No, I agree. I agree. And, and we're not. We're not. Well, so maybe that's the conversation we, we should be having. Maybe we should be looking at those and saying, which ones 
are going to have the most impact, which ones do we think are most significant in terms of the, the budget, and then hone in on those and focus on those. Yeah, fine. But let's have, the, let's have that discussion. You're saying let's not have that discussion. No, I'm just saying maybe we don't need these meetings on these particular topics prior to having these are global. These are global terms I'm using. Rates. I mean, that can cover your senior discount as well as any other rate-related issue. I mean, if we don't talk about your senior discount, you're going to have to be happy about that. No, I expect we'll have, if it becomes a charge, the FAC will report back to us sometime before the budget process is in swing. And that's the whole point of having it in there. Yeah, but other people may be interested in more than just a senior discount in terms of our philosophy on rates here. So, I mean, it's a bigger issue than just senior discounts. Yeah. So right now, we're talking about the budget schedule that is this right. PDF document. Right. And, and you're bringing things up that aren't on here that would be additional PSC working sessions. We talked about having special meetings. I know that. Yeah. You're just getting, getting clarification. So, and to take it one step further, could we approve, are there any changes directly to what's here in the PDF that, that you would want to make? Or otherwise, could we approve this yes. and then table adding, scheduling extra meetings? After you've had the discussion on the 17 yes. list. Well, I mean, it's fine, fine. If there's something we can agree on, let's agree on that bit and then move forward. But we need to be fair to the staff. They have to know in advance when we want to have meetings. We can't just dump it on them a week or two in advance. They come back to okay? us. Okay? We've I got think. to come up with a schedule. We yeah. have that obligation. Hang on. It's not me. fair to say, all right, you have to cancel your vacation plans because we just decided a week ago uh, that, that we're going to have a special meeting. August 26th. I know. 26th. It's on the next page. We can at least they settle on these fixed dates. Budget requests. And then if you have these other dates that you have in mind that are potentially open fixed dates, maybe we just cancel those and if there's other things that we can come to agreement that that is the topic that we feel that we all want to discuss right now, we pencil that in, and then we take time to look at, at the other items and, and put them in as we can. Yeah. A point of clarification, if I'm going to do a recommendation for If I'm hearing what you're saying is that make a recommendation to accept this budget schedule with three, three at least, you know, additional work session dates reserved. Is that how probably the language would reserve okay. being July, well, no, 20th August, August, August 18th, September 16th, and, and one other. Well, no, you've already got it. Because for me, is that there's the nothing. October 20th? October 20th is already on here. It's already on there. Third. Well, that's a. That's a regular name. Oh, wait, what is that? It's a board work. That's the one where we need to have uh, Hobbit's Glen Clubhouse, Aquatics Master Plan, and uh, we'd like to see the FAC report at that time, too. Okay, you, I, I think the confusion here is that you're getting into the details here when this is a the schedule is the important thing to go back to. No, this is sure just a heads up. This yeah. is just a heads up. Right, and the FAC. We don't, have, we don't have to say Aquatics Master Plan, obviously. Right. Just, but the important thing is that 
It does say major capital projects exactly. and Which new initiatives. I'd say that those were ones that would definitely show up. Sure. Right. So right now it's the 18th of August, 7th to 15th of September as additional reserve dates. Yeah. 18th and 15th. Is there a motion? Uh, one other. Uh, I did mention July 28th is our second reading for the parameters. But that's good. Well, would it be a second reading, or is that when you're going to have a recommendation? Recommendation. Re yeah. Second reading or recommendation. We can get that on that agenda. Yeah. I just had a question about when the residents, when we have a public hearing. The first public hearing is Thursday, January 5th well, at Slayton House. First one is September eighth, and that is here. Yeah. At a regular board meeting. <coughs> yeah. Remember, we talked last time about having a first public session and a second public session, and I think it made it a little easier for us to track when things were happening. So the first public session is September eighth. The second is January 5th. January 5th. Right. I'm just trying to get a, a, a feel for how many, what we're doing there. And then Wednesday, January 25th. That's the third. That's the extra one. on February 22nd. And we're holding the 23rd as a, is that a fallback?
tonight we're talking, this is the first reading for the operating plan. The 28th is, is a regular schedule. Yeah, that's a regular. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. So I don't have to do anything special while I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's sort of a timeline that we've got a recommendation to make on the parameters that relates to the budget. Okay, but the only other reserved dates that we have are August 18th and September 15th. Okay. Got it. Got it. Who made that recommendation? I did. Okay. All right. And all favors? Okay. Well, thank you very much. Okay. Uh, next is uh, FY thirteen fourteen budget parameters and inflation rates. Now we move to the big items on your agenda. Yeah. <laughs> this is what big money is. <laughs> Usually, other board members get a chance to say something. Did you have something to say? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, nobody has to say anything. Did you raise your hand? Raising your hand? I just you, 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 said, you, you said first. I get the recording later on. Okay. But you said committee members only to start with. Right, but I recognize And then you made your motions, and then you said, okay, we're done. But now you yeah. move on to the next thing. You don't have to be a voice. Yeah. I, I, I try to be fair, and I, I, I try to... To yeah. recognize anyone with his, with his hands up. <laughs> Alex, on the Monday, July 18th, you have uh, letters to CA Board of Directors and Village Associations, etc., soliciting budget requests. And it doesn't easily say by when. When do you want that information? It says somewhere in August. But if I were getting a uh, memo asking for those things, I'd want to know when you wanted it. Uh, it's an operational question. I'm not, I'm not supposed to deal with that. Yeah. I don't remember when. Okay. As long as it gets dealt with. Yeah. 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 Thank you. <laughs> Just provide oversight to say. A couple on that <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Uh, Susan, did you want to uh, start that discussion? Technology. How, do, how does that dollar figure handle our CSS funding issue? Does it, or does it take into account that issue or not? The 
course, see the numbers going above these things. I don't know. I mean, like I said, these are, this is um, where we, if, if we did, we would have to take it out of something else. Uh, pathway construction, isn't that already part of Category 3? This would be um, new, new pathways and part of the new connectivity. The, um, there is a Category 3 um, this pathway, mainly um, replacement and so this major is, repair. This so is this new. would be new connectivity. Why isn't that part of uh, Category 1? Those improvements aren't necessarily just new pathways. Those are other features of curb cuts and crossings. There are uh, great changes to, to address connectivity issues. Okay, that was confusing. I wasn't sure. Distinction. Yeah. yeah. I think um, we could move them around if you like. Again, this is the projects are just as a, a baseline for coming up with um, the, parameters. the parameters. And this is what was in the, the uh, CIP and um, last year. Planning done. Uh, design contingency. Um, doesn't each project already have a contingency? Generally speaking, and that may end up being operating depending on what it actually is. But at this point, it's just a place for her to Recognize. Most projects do, but some don't. I thought they all did. I thought they all had a contingency. No. Built in. What is dredging maintenance? I think the idea is to build a fund for um, dredging so that it's, um, there's a reserve set up before um, major expenditures required. Again, that's something we have to look at for the accounting whether that would end up being possibly operating <coughs> capital, but um, at this point it's a, And then for unknown dredging projects too as well. It's a placeholder for dredging. Remember, besides the three lakes, we have 42 ponds. Okay. And this is, the, I should back up. We, we had set a target um, in this, and Phil had it really worked out nicely in the CIP of about $9.5 million. We can um, generally afford that. Um, I put it to make sure that we didn't forget how it's going clubhouse. This timing is just an approximation based on where we are in that design process. Um, we also, and that was already decided. Can we afford this? Ten five, <laughs> That's the most we can afford. Um, and and keep the um, targets for the um, debt and uh, financial management. So, so if any so if any of these line items goes up, something then, then something else has to drop out. And that's the way we've been doing it. Okay. Now, isn't there a carryover from previous year on capital projects? Um, about six million? No, I don't know that it's six million. I'd have to look that up. There is a carryover, and that's how part of the way that um, I determine whether we need to borrow money or not. It all comes to our cash flow projections. But it doesn't, I, that's part of 
is around six million, based on the uh, annual uh, the, the annual report. Okay. All right. This is only the first reading, so these are the questions I had. Questions of anybody? Yes, Phil. The Symphony Woods Park million dollars for 2013. What do we get for that? Not a bathroom. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> That's what the budget process is for. Give me 20, we'll study. Now, this is, uh, this is additional money. Uh, Remember, we're looking at about a six-year six process for Symphony Woods, building things in phases. You know, what we're just going in for now is essentially, quote, the flat work, you know, getting the, the pathway and walkways in there. Some of these other features that we wanted to see, you know, restrooms, fountain features, you know, uh, are in these other phases, including the, you know, the woodland gardens and the naturalized area in a future phase. So there will be Symphony Woods Park funding coming before this board at least one additional two-year cycle after this, in my, in my estimation. You said six years, so that would be two more two-year cycles, three more two-year cycles. This is a cycle in front of you, one. We're in one now. This is the second two year. 15, uh, 15, 16 would be the third. Yes, it's been around that long. Other questions? If not, we'll move on. Uh, okay. Are you for any recommendations? No, we we'll, we'll take two readings. Third, no, two, I think two. we can approve this now. Why can't we approve this? I don't think there's anything. You have to make a motion? Uh, what's the rush? Yeah. No, I would say that uh, this qualifies as a major motion and that it needs to go through three reading rules. So you want to, the three reading rule applies to policy changes or anything over $25,000. And I, I would suggest that this is an issue that has, uh, is, uh, deals with more than $25,000. And so you should just move it to the, the second discussion on the 28th, at which point. You can recommend it to the board. It's only the next meeting where we can make the recommendation, get it approved, take five minutes. Do it, do it under a short section of the yeah. PSC on the 28th? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay. It's good to we'll do a section. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, we passed this three, three reading rule for a reason. And to have a lot of exceptions means that probably shouldn't have a three reading rule. Uh, you know, trying to honor our original uh, philosophy of being a deliberative body and making sure that um, we've thought about something more than just once before we make a recommendation at the committee level. How much money did we just authorize? $23 million? Didn't authorize any. Didn't authorize any, that's right. And this isn't a major policy change. Are you talking right? to me or are you talking to Rob? I'm talking to you. You're, you're, you're the one that's saying we can't do this. I'm saying that I'm trying to honor the three-reading rule. And what is the three-reading rule? What Rod told me. <laughs> so we're not, we're not authorizing more than $10,000, and this is not a major policy change. Yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't, I have to say I did not see this as being something that we... And we're talking about... That we're thing. voting... For monies, we're, we're bringing this to the board. We're bringing the recommendation 
to the board. So it's information that has come through first to the committee. The committee has looked at it, and then the committee is moving it on. So unless there's some major impediment, and I haven't heard anything here, I haven't heard anything that suggests that there's a major impediment here, I think it should go to the board. If it takes a motion, I'll make a I'll make a motion. But I I don't I didn't even think this took a motion. Your the board's policy says that to, that things have to stick. That major motions. It, I mean, no. we're quibbling over. I, I mean, I, I would argue with Does Phil. Does it say major motion? Yes. I, I don't think it, so. Well, it also says issues involving twenty five thousand dollars or more. This talks. This is to this is to setting the. Operating budget by guideline of two point five to three million dollars, and the capital budget of ten to thirteen million dollars. I would suggest that that qualifies as. I was on the board when that was set, and we never did anything like this for the for the entire time for, for years. Well, then, I mean, and, your, your because call. nobody ever interpreted it that way. Well, then that you're the board. You can make that decision. No, the board.
what, what's, what you don't see behind the, that schedule that gets published is all of the steps that, that we have to go through to get to meet those tar those deadlines. So I have to really scramble to. Okay, so the, so the sooner, sooner you get it, the sooner you sure. get to work on those pieces. And then that means that we can possibly stick to our budget schedule. Well, <laughs> yes. I mean, that, that, that's really, that's the interlocking we'll pieces yes. here. Okay. Okay, now, so, so Alex, do, do you, is there something? Well, what troubled me was what she just said. She just said that if we don't have the board approve this July 28, then she'll be off schedule, which assumes that Today would have been the day that we would have to approve this. That would be my goal. Well, you with, could do without, it on the 28th. Without, without a second reading. You could reading. do it on the 28th. Like you had a second reading. No, no. I thought they were. If the assumption was we were only going to have one reading. Then that is, is this straw for Andy? <laughs> <laughs> it says here in the policy, all motions must remain in committee for at least two meetings. The requirement can only be weighed by unanimous vote of the committee members present. So you can solve this issue if all three of you could kind of just agree to send it to the board <laughs> for the next meeting. You don't have to have the second reading if you don't want the second I don't reading. Think the third vote's there. I don't know. <laughs> all I'm saying is we we can meet the deadline. We can have the board approve it next meeting if you just send it to the board for approval. I'm, more, I'm troubled by a more general problem here. That the assumption was that there would only be one. That's, that's, that's kind of trouble. All right, but I, I think we have to we have to deal with where we are right now, ten o'clock, um, and I am mindful of this because you know, we are trying to move forward. This is, and I would like for our committee to move this on. In the absence of, of anything that seems to be a major problem, I would like to move this um, to the board. Okay, we'll call for a vote. All in favor? Opposed? All right. So it has to be unanimous to go to So we'll have this on the agenda on the 28th. Okay. Strategic matrix.
the same thing. All three committees look at the same thing at the same time, where you get kind of a uh, more of a flavor for what SIC or what PSC or what ERC is thinking on how things should be developed, they should be strategized, and they should be implemented. And again, I went on the basic strategic sketches and based it on the goals you set for me as well as desired outcomes. See on one of the desired outcomes, I think it's the uh, third strategic sketch. There are 19 outcomes that we'd like to see, so it's going to be kind of wrong. <laughs> okay, comments from the bench. Yeah. I'd just like to ask, Bill, can you can you highlight um, any areas that represent um, what you think are the most important changes from the second iteration? of the matrix, this, the second one that we have, and that this one will be, in effect, replacing. I think a lot of these, the differences are, these are based on more of the four platforms, sustainability that we talked about before, environmental, societal, economic, and relational. And again, the relational falls into, do you want a public input at the first of the project, or do you want to uh, have them come in at the end of the project, where there might be major changes based on what they'd like to see and what they wouldn't want to see. Again, those are up to you as to how these are called, but basically they're more on sustainability platforms uh, than in, have been in the past. And I think the thread goes from uh, each one of the, the four platforms and try to develop that on input phase, uh, discussion phase, development phase, and then comments, Phil. Uh, on page one, looks like uh, the ERC column number two is not complete. So just a catch-all. Yeah, can we fill in the blanks? <laughs> oh, the ERC gets to fill in the blanks. <laughs> <laughs> to do when I looked at this was to compare it with our um, committee's uh, description, you know, the, the, uh, what do you call them? I guess the description of the responsibilities of each committee. And I thought that the metrics, the part on metrics is kind of fuzzy. Which committee deals with metrics? My understanding that we dealt here with financial metrics and the strategic implementation committee dealt with um, non-financial, according to our responsibilities. Uh, but I'd like the staff to check on that. My understanding of responsibility is that the planning
Planning Strategy Committee has responsibility for overseeing the budget process, but not nece necessarily um, setting all the metrics uh, related to the budget. Uh, I'm just looking at the committee descriptions. Maybe we need to revise these committee descriptions, because right now it, uh, it says otherwise. What does it say? I don't have mine with me. Okay, I'm looking at Strategic Implementation Committee, number three. Establishing guidelines and metrics for evaluating non-financial CA performance. So I think we need to come to terms with that, um, what we want to have in these columns. There's been, there's been some issues with uh, assigning um, agenda items to the various committees this, this past year. Where, uh, not, not all the planning um, <coughs> has gone to planning and research. And I think we've got to come to terms with that. But, but there's some other aspects, like this one, that we need to come to terms with, too. So what does it really mean if SIC only deals with non-financial metrics? Yes. Yeah, I think, um, I think the assignment really is something that's handled at the BOC level. Um, that as issues come up and in terms of where the emphasis is, that that is something that's worked out at BOC. But there's got to be a reason. And well, but I, I, I think your point is well taken, and if there is some uh, uh, issue about that, that that issue is handled by BOC. Yes. So, so it really doesn't need to be no, no, something that, that has to that we have to be dealing with here. I think your your concern is is a good one to clarify what yeah. what the what the roles are, and um, that would be something good to put down on the BOC tracking list. Yeah. Well, we use this matrix as an aid to us in terms of setting agendas because it does have three columns and it does say what each committee is responsible. It's a tool. Yeah. It's a tool. Yeah. So, yes, you, you certainly can use that. I mean, it's one of the things that's there, but I, I think this really should go back to BOC for discussion. This whole thing? The, the issue of what, whatever committee issue you have with, are you handling? assignments issue. Yeah, the metrics issue that you just mentioned. I can make a point of information. The, Phil developed this last year as a way of, of looking at the approved key strategic issues and he created this matrix to help the BOC or the, all the committees uh, focus on the key strategic issues when they set agenda items. It, it is, uh, in addition to that, there are the job descriptions yeah. that, that the committees also have to take care of during the course of the year, but the role of this document was just to help focus uh, the, the 
things they could do to keep focused on what the board approved as the key strategic issues each year. And the whole strategy making process. And the whole strategy making process. Yes. And, and the one point about the non-financial um, metrics, that was one, one issue, that was one of the tasks for last year was for that to be developed. So it wasn't a global statement. That was the one thing that had to be done. The financial metrics were pretty much, I think, I thought that the group and board had previously decided they were not as much of an issue because there were no non-financial metrics. So I don't think that's a, saying anything about the job description. That was a specific task that SIC was to work on. That's why they're working on the dashboard. on anything to SIC, <laughs> but uh, the very first page under PSC, it says adopt baseline metrics to start the process of monitoring CA's direct and indirect impacts on carbon, financial, and quality of life footprints. My understanding was that SIC was dealing with metrics. is whose court is it in? Is it because I think right now it's an SIC's court. No, Alex, I, I think I think what Phil is saying is that SIC is helping to guide that dashboard yeah. um, look right and yeah. project. Yeah. Okay. The numbers that come from there or from other sources, um, the strategy making part is to look at that information and then decide what the the charge is going to be or, or what the the, um, the guideline is going to be in the same way that, for example, on the President's goals, we included that um, uh, that element about to lower uh, carbon, the, the energy 3%. I remember <coughs> we asked you, and we asked, well, what's, what's a figure? What are we talking about for figure here? It would be much better if the Planning and Strategy Committee had that figure, was able to look at what we need to be able to give that 
charge. So it's not that we're having to drive what metrics are we going to come up with. We're going to take what we can find either from the dashboard or from other sources and then use that in a larger strategic way. Not numbers, but direction. I just didn't get that from this word. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? percent also applies to what are you willing to spend to do this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe I was confused by the wording here. It says adopt baseline metrics. Yeah. Baseline metrics are broad in this particular instance because it basically says we're willing to spend $3 million in order to do the right thing. We think that 3% will be done within, I'm tossing out this number, so don't get apple points in here. <laughs> it's going to take $3 million bucks to drop the carbon levels by 3%. Yeah. How do we tie these together and how do we make strides forward in making sure that we drop these carbon levels by this point. Right. That's great. Uh, could you just reword this to clarify exactly what you said? So I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So bottom, bottom line, we're to want some clarification. Clarification. Yeah. For the second yeah. reading. Yeah. And just make sure that it's consistent with the descriptions of our committees and their responsibilities, just to double-check that. Just a very small point. There's under the PSC discussion on page 9, looks like there's some cut and paste errors. Master's facility plan, the plan should, facilities plan, the plan should focus on. I wrote that in. <laughs> <laughs> and I just wanted to point out, there was a rumor that this didn't work last year. So... <laughs> <laughs> Tracking form. The chair, may I suggest? Yes. You and I work on this tracking form. Okay. Uh, as it relates to the city as a proposed budget schedule moving forward to make sure we've got our dates coordinated such that the next PSC tracking form, the whole board sees coming out of BOC, will align rather than trying to do that tonight. Exactly. It's fun. Okay. like our job is over tonight. <coughs> Thank you. And are you turning the gavel uh, back turn, over? I turned it over. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, okay. Chair's report. That was... Um, no. Okay. Uh, strategic implementation committee. We don't have the chair and we don't have, I believe, do we have the... Uh, someone else? No okay. report. No report. Okay. <laughs> External <laughs> relations. <clears throat> the only report was um, the Ignite Columbia event was quite good. And uh, I want to thank um, all the people who put it together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People really, really so, enjoyed yeah. it. Can I just want to... Connect one of the minutes that we thanked the people that the Ignite Columbia event was very good and that we thanked who put the event on, arranged it. That's all I have. Okay. Board operations? Do we have a, uh, anybody here to speak for that? I'd 
say nothing to report. Okay. <laughs> All right, thank you. Non-strategic issues for board consideration, unless anybody has anything that has come up that we need to know about. Um, I just have one thing. Uh, an issue was raised about possible testimony um, that CA might give. Um, has anybody responded to that in terms of uh, testimony with downtown or how things are going with that? Or, or Phil, are we going to be getting a report on anything um, that's happening there in terms of ongoing legislation? When legislation comes forth, it, uh, it's going to happen. I think there was something that... Um, uh, Suzanne had to leave, but I believe she, she brought up something. Um, was that beyond the pools? Not the pools? Was that the pools? <clears throat> well, at, at some point, um, we probably need to weigh in on the um, general plan revision. That the county, Maybe that's what it was. That it's titled, county, it has a different right. legislative title on right, it. Right, that the county is beginning okay. that. They're setting the parameters to guide the development of the next general plan. Thank you. <clears throat> and at some point, we probably should consider whether we want to weigh in on that. I think she, CA should have some uh, public testimony. I think we should add that to the ERC tracking. Or that is something that you can coordinate with them. Okay, um, so we put that on the tracking form then. Uh, talking points. Well, before that, um, I have another tracking form. Oh, okay. Um, I did make a request to Phil on getting an opinion on whether we can have final votes in closed sessions. Recall? So you specifically want a written opinion? Yeah. I'd like to get some legal justifications for that to cover us. Anything else? Okay. Talking points. Okay. Be prepared. There's a lot. Okay. Number one, the board approved the appointment of the candidates for the Owen Brown and Dorsey search um, of, of the candidates for from Owen Brown and Dorsey Search to their respective architectural committees. Two, the board approved closure signage dusk to dawn for King's Contrivance Tot Lot. Three, the board approved the schedule of board meetings for fiscal year 2012. Four, the board approved the policy concerning board and staff responsibilities. Five, board approve the revised charter and mission statement for the internal audit department. Six, the board approve the revised charter for the audit committee. Seven, the board approve the alternative energy program. Eight, the board approve the posting on the website of audio recordings of CA board meetings. Nine, the board approved the president's goals for fiscal year 12. 10. The board approved the funding for consultants for lakefront slash town center design development. 11. The PSE recommended to the board that it appoint the candidates um, to the financial advisory committee. 
12, the PSE recommended to the board that it approve charges 2 and 4 to the Financial Advisory Committee. And by the way, I don't know, since it wasn't on there, did you want me to spell out what number 4 is since it wasn't on the, uh, in the backup material originally? That was something proposed tonight. Senior discount. I, I can't hear you. Senior discount. Right. What, whatever. But what you I'm saying the, is, you do you want the, me to add that to? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So what, what would the whole thing read to actually, you don't usually spell out. I'm sorry? The, I said you don't usually spell out the whole thing of what the charges are. Right. But, and I wouldn't, but, but. The charge wasn't included in the backup material. Oh, I see the one you, you one you proposed. So right. nobody would know what number four is. Okay. That's why I was going to say what it Got was. It. Yep. Okay. Yep. okay. All right. And I have one more. Um, the PSC recommended, and this is one when I moved up, so I'm not sure I got it right. The PSC recommended to the board that it approve the budget process schedule. Is that right? Okay. That's it. Uh, can I have a motion to adjourn? So moved. Second. Um, there's any opposition? Speak now. <laughs> okay. Thank you all. I don't think we've ever had so many items on an approved list. On talking points. On talking points, that's right. Okay. I'm out